Hey, everybody, and welcome, as always, to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friends and GVG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Derek Bittner, along with our best friend of GVG, recurring special guest, the always awesome Brandon Voice of God Miracle. Brandon, how's it going, hey, man? I am tired. We <laughs> all are, and this, of course, is... Episode 98 of TNT. We're just two away from 100, and this is our post-E3 2021 news wrap-up episode. Uh, there's actually more news than you would think, even though E3 only ended yesterday officially. Uh, there's a bit more news post-E3 than you would think for us to chat about today, so that should be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, I hear you, man, on the fatigue, the tiredness. I think we're all feeling the burn. Uh, how is everybody doing? Derek, Steve, how are you guys doing? Uh, I think Derek probably has it worse off than I do at the moment, just in terms of fatigue, because Homeboy <laughs> yeah. has been putting in work. I mean, I, it's just, yeah. uh, he is, he is hard at work on some analyses from all the cool stuff we saw at E3. I mean, I'm your typical usual amount of E3 tired. Just, uh, you know, the, the mix of E3 and then jumping back into real life after the coverage day is over, that is mm. a one-two punch that I was not ready for. It no, is, it is right. You thought it'd be easier, honestly. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm home. I can get snacks <laughs> yeah. whenever I want. I can eat a burger on stream. I was like, right. this is great. And then, I'm, But then you forget, like, oh, yeah, all of real life is still happening around all this. And then I have to catch up to that when I'm done. So it's like, you know, kids need kids yeah. need tending, uh, you know, chores need doing stuff like that. So so life, the, the nice thing about the death march of an in-person E3 is that when you're done covering for the day, you have zero other responsibilities. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and that that is a I'll, I'll never take that for granted ever again. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because like, even though my feet hurt way less this time, because, you know, we're not we haven't been on our feet for 12 hours a day, four <laughs> days in a row. I'm still exhausted. I mean, my feet are fine, which is nice, but I'm still exhausted. And I just feel like normally I'm able to take a little time, as you said, Steve, a little time after E3 just to decompress a bit. And that it doesn't hasn't felt like that this you know today this time this year you know right back into regular life oh yeah three well the thing is it's today, like, tonight today it's just yeah, yeah. It's been, yeah. the the highs <laughs> of e3 help balance out the lows like you you you're right though like you're in a constant state in e3 of physical pain like your your feet hurt your back <laughs> hurts because you're on them all day yeah. way more than normal but then it's like you see all your best friends and you go out and you party and you drink and you socialize and and it revitalizes you to go get up and do it again the next day. But when you're at home, it's just like, oh, well, now I'm going to yeah. walk down to the kitchen and right. do normal exactly. human things. Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> before we get too much further into the episode, we do, uh, of course, have a sponsor for today's, today's episode. And normally they're the sponsor of our Monday episodes, but we didn't do an episode of TNT on Monday because of E3. So today's episode is sponsored, of course, by The Game Orb. Uh, the Game Orb is a fledgling channel that has focused mostly on Nintendo content until recently. While they are still running Let's Plays of Nintendo games like Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, going forward, they're also covering games on the Xbox Series X like Portal Still Alive from- uh, as part of a new daily upload schedule. So, so subscribe to The Game Orb. Uh, we have a link in the video description below, but we are always also, as always, for those of you here live, posting link uh, links to both their channel and the channel of their friend, Galactic Reaper, in the YouTube chat. So... They are at 300 subs with the power of the GB gang, the incredible GVG community. We have pushed them up to 300 subs, so let's get them to 350. Um, everybody in the chat, sub, we can get them to 350, 400, beyond. 
we want to help the game orb take over the world. So please show <laughs> them, uh, you know, your incredible support and uh, check out their content because it is great content. And thank you, as always, Game Orb for supporting us here at uh, at GVG and sponsoring the show. So thank you very much. Um, before we get into the news, though. We do. Uh, I wanted to talk about, of course, Metroid Dread specifically because uh, it's not. There's been a little more released about Metroid Dread since its incredibly surprising, shocking announcement, and that is that the uh, Nintendo on the official Metroid Dread website has released the Metroid Dread Report Volume One: A Closer Look at the Reveal Trailer. And I, I took some time last night to read through this and just kind of get a little additional supplementary information on the game have have any of you been able to take a look at this i i honestly have not <laughs> because my, i didn't I even know about this doing <laughs> nothing but um zelda analysis and you know which may totally make sense stuff. uh all i know is i keep seeing metroid information keep piling up for that I- I- eventual um analysis because that that is next on the docket but it's like okay well it has those treehouse segments we'll do oh. zelda first because there's no more information coming out I, of uh that um, one other thing real quick, I, before we get into this too much, Black Ninja with a two, did give a $2 donation. Yes, I was going to cover that. Hey guys, let's get it. So I Yeah, let's get it. And also actually, on that note, perfect timing there, we also just got a 10 Canadian dollar uh, super chat for oh. Mega Karibo. Uh, hi all, first time watching live, love your content. While it didn't appeal to me, I recognize Nintendo had a great direct. A little sad we didn't get Pokemon news, but Mario Party looks promising. Yeah, hey, not not every direct is going to be for everybody, of course. But I, you know, I love that you are able to take a step back and be like, hey, maybe not for me, but it was still a strong direct, uh, you know, in general. So I think it's important to be able to take that space and and look at the, those kinds of things objectively. So thank you mm-hmm. so much for the donation, Mega Karibo. And uh, at the moment, I am uh, posting links to the Game Orb and Galactic oh, Reaper yeah. in yeah. the chat because yeah. So one one thing that. I was gonna mention earlier was uh my my post e3 metroid energy has been directed toward just trying to find a pre-order for the damn collector's edition i well i the collector's oh, edition is whatever i mean no. i it'd be cool but i want the amiibo and that's just gone yeah, the ami the amiibo is yeah, a big I one for me too i i heard that nintendo revealed uh, from you narukami in our patron chat that nintendo revealed what they do in the game but i i have not seen that yet uh, they did. So that's actually part of the Dread Report, uh, amazingly, which is why it's kind of interesting to be able to talk about it. But the the Samus Amiibo uh, confers an extra energy tank that I don't know if I don't know if you can get the energy tank anywhere else in the game, but you get an extra energy tank uh, for an extra oh. you know ninety nine units oh, okay. of life, of course, and then you can scan it once per day after that uh, to just get a, I think some life ref- like either a full life refill or just a life you know pickup. Or something, cool. and then the any amiibo uh, is basically the same thing except for a missile tank. The first time you you uh, scan it, you get a missile upgrade, uh, a missile capacity upgrade, and then after that, once per day, you can get missile refills. So, pretty standard stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, real real quick, I, I'm reading through this whole uh, Metroid thing, and they have a bit of a prologue, like as was with Samus giving a little bit yeah. of a narration. And that's the part that, like, I just read through this, like, you know what? That is um, something else because everybody sort of expected, like, all right, it's Samus versus the Federation after Fusion because of what this kind of showdown uh, that they have with their research on the Metroids. It's like, all right, she must be on the on the um, run or something. Like, no, she seems to still have a kind of a cool relationship from them because yeah, this reports that um, 
The Galactic Federation received video footage from an unknown source indicating that the X were still uh, alive. They were not completely wiped out. And so they dispatched a special unit consisting of seven ME robots to the, a new planet known as SZDR. Um, and, but, but after arriving, uh, the whole unit mysteriously vanished. And so the only one that can actually go and take care of this is Samus because she's the only one immune to the X. And right. it's like, okay, oh, okay, that's, that's a cool, that's a cool setup and explains the Emmy pretty well. I'm also a little, a little like, huh? Well, she got cozy with the Federation again pretty quickly. That was surprising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that the context of their relationship at this point in this timeline is an interesting one. And, and I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to find out that ultimately in Metroid Dread, that the Federation is trying to screw her over again in some way. Uh, it wouldn't, Who wouldn't knows? surprise me. Uh, or is trying to, you know, weaponize the the X parasites in some way, uh, but it seems as though they haven't been completely wiped out, and that's exactly like what you just said, Derek. That's why I kind of wanted to talk about this at least briefly at the top of the show because you know there's not really been any news about Metroid Dread since the announcement, but this all this supplementary information did come out in this report, and I know how excited we all are about this. And uh, something right below this kind of uh, intro, intro from Samus herself, a transmission from the dev team. And they go into about the, the whole end of the story arc thing again, saying this entry marks the end of the story arc, focusing on the strange interconnect, interconnected fates of Samus, Aaron, and the Metroids, which began all the way back in the first Metroid game for the, for the NES. Um, for those who have followed the series, you may have questions about the story of Dread. Does the X-Parasite truly exist on planet ZDR? Why are the Emmy hunting Samus? And most importantly... How will the story of Samus, the Metroids, and their interconnected fates end? It's so weird to hear them talking about the end of Samus's story, or at least I mean, this yeah. story, right? It, it is. Really that weird. I mean, <laughs> we've been on, I mean, there's still going to be more games because they're going to have those like you know running like and... primes and all that. But it's also like, is she finally going to finish off all the Metroids at this point? Right. I was going <laughs> to say, is how the galaxy geez. actually going to be at peace? What do you call the series after that? <laughs> Still yeah, Metroid. And that's why I named Samus Metroid. It's fine. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> why go. I'm like I'm so fascinated by this because it's not usually I don't you don't usually see publishers you know so boldly, seemingly boldly proclaim the end of one of their major franchises. And I know it's not actually well, ending. We're getting Prime Four things earlier in the timeline. I get it, right. of course, but it's just you know they are they are. It seems like they're putting a stamp of finality on Samus's story at the end of the timeline and it just I, makes me wonder well, where are they going from here other than prime four i don't think they're putting a stamp on the end of samus's story per se i think they're putting a stamp on the end right. of her fucking with metroids, metroids. <laughs> right yeah right yeah which is still weird <laughs> unless yeah. she crosses over to kid icarus and takes on the what are they, what are they called over there and takes <laughs> oh, on those. yeah yeah um she just but, really hates gelatinous monsters no matter yeah. what they are if there is a um, if, there, if there is finality here, I hope that the game ends with some kind of hint as to what's next. If yeah. there's a next, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe was maybe there will be something uh, you know to do with the Chozo, or you know, there is also that uh, that oh, right. extra secret uh, or the Easter egg ending in Metroid Prime Federation Force, but that's probably going to do more. Than that's Prime probably 4, Prime Four than anything yeah. else. So there is, but there is a stuff as you said, Derek, with the Chozo and and uh, Samus Returns, and that could be maybe the next arc they explore. Maybe we won't see too much of that here in Dread. Who knows? I'm, is, I'm not uh, so sure about that one, but I'll yeah. say that for my eventual... But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you're certainly the, the... We're all big Metroid fans here, but you're the mega fan, so if you <laughs> say that may not be the case, I believe you, man. 
Prime um, is between two and super, right? Or is it between one and two? I, I forget. Wait, is two and Prime? Prime, yeah. yeah. Uh, between one and two. Oh, is it one and two? Okay. Yeah, one and two. I wonder two. if Prime 4 will end up somewhere else in the timeline, because it doesn't necessarily have to still be in that segment. I, theoretically, if I had to guess, it, it, it definitely takes place after Federation Force. Right. And I never come out and say where Federation Force is. It just sort of assumed it's probably at the Prime 3. Mm-hmm. So okay. If you want a full timeline type thing, <laughs> like as far as chronology goes, Metroid, Metroid Prime, uh, well, basically Prime series, one, uh, one, two, three, Federation Force, and now four, probably four. Uh, Metroid 2, uh, Samus, you know, Super Metroid, Fusion, and now Dread. So. Right. Well, there's way more to talk about in this Dread report than we can cover here. So for those of you who are looking forward to the game, I recommend you check it out yourself and read through it. There's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, they say that in the next report, they're going to be talking about uh, the all the ways that the Emmy bring change to the world of Metroid. So look forward to that. And I just want to end this by saying, uh, mentioning the end, the, the final transmission from the dev team saying, we finally announced the Metroid Dread game, the idea for which we've been formulating for over 15 years. And I, I know we talked about that in our E3 live reaction, but just the fact, it's just, I can't get over the fact that this is still the same concept that was, you know, leaked slightly all those years ago and now it's back yeah that is my i mean it has it has a reference in metroid prime 3 right yeah it does yeah it does i forgot about that project dread is nearing final stages of completion they removed that from uh from the uh the wii ports didn't they i'm not sure not the wii ports but the uh i feel like i remember hearing that they did you might be right they removed it from the trilogy so if we do eventually right. get the trilogy on Switch, they could actually just put it back in. I really could. Sure. Also, so cool. um, casual quiz, Chris, I completely forgot about Other M. Just put slot that in between uh, Super Metroid and um, uh, <laughs> Fusion. So no yeah. worries there. Fortunately, um, the chronology of Metroid is not that confusing in the grand right. scheme compared to a lot of other series. So no, I love how lore <laughs> and like story driven this franchise is even though like most well, of it's in the thing, background yeah exactly that's the thing it's uh, you say about the story but you think about the story that happens in each individual game and it's like you got the beginning you got the end and that's pretty much it here's our setup yeah. here's how she resolves it done and fusion and is the mention, only one that i think that kind of solves that they do mention also in the report that even though this is the culmination of you know all the 2d games in the series that this also works as a standalone story Though, of course, they're going to say that anyway. Uh, That's that's just PR speak. So, you know, I'm sure it's one of those things where it'll be a lot better if you've played all the games leading up to it. But it does seem like you play it without knowledge. Didn't they mention that there was a Metroid or that there was like a prologue that explained the events up to this point at the beginning of Dread? There's a recap. Yeah. 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 So on the last episode of Metroid. (laughs) And that's really all you'll need. Like, I still recommend playing the games because they're a hell of a lot of fun, but they're not right necessary like if you want to fully understand the story you can easily catch up with just a wikipedia page or this prologue yeah i actually i I intend on playing through all the old because they're not long games like you could beat all of them in 20 hours i mean (laughs) the speed running scene was created based off the metroid series so there you go Mm -hmm. yeah all right well we should go ahead and get on to the news but we do have two more super chats to read out before then uh first we have tyler hardy with a one dollar and 99 cent donation saying bought rift apart because of you guys and loving it well, Hell thank you yeah. so much. And that's because of Derek, man. So that was Derek's review. That is all on him. So thank well, you so much. You guys much. all love it, too. So. It. That's true. Yeah, we all we're all loving it. Um, and also $4.99 from Claxon saying funny 
I just explained the Metroid chronology to Amy yesterday on her video reaction. She wanted to know which ones to play. I just recommended one through four. And yeah, in terms of, I think that's a great recommendation in terms of understanding the story taking place in Dread, because the Prime games are kind of their own side story. Although you could play other M as well if you want. <laughs> yeah, well, the, she can't even play the uh, Prime games just because of her motion sickness when it comes oh, to Oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for the donations, everybody. Uh, but with that said, let's go ahead and move on to the news because there's a surprising bit of it to discuss. So let's get that first story up on screen. And this is something that I'm personally very, uh, very excited about, happy about. Uh, but as you all know, in the Nintendo Direct, uh, it was revealed that Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater, a.k.a. Fatal Frame 5, is being ported to the Switch. Uh, however, it isn't just being ported to the Switch. It's also coming to PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and Steam, uh, which is just fantastic. That's just a bigger audience for this great game, for this great series. If you like survival horror, I reviewed this game back on Wii U during the GX days, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, I, so I just kind of wanted to make sure everybody knows who's watching this show that this great game is coming to all platforms and not just Switch. Uh, has anyone wild. else besides me played it? I've not. No, but... I only played the Wii U demo. I think. Same. Okay. Gotcha. Is this yeah. only? Is this published by Nintendo? It was. Uh, that's, that's the thing. Is it used to be, and I don't know. I, if think, maybe I thought they're... they were the rights holder. I think yeah, this is like a wonderful one-on-one type of situation where they got Nintendo to divest themselves of their stake in the game or something, you know, or Nintendo mm -hmm. just didn't see the value in republishing. That's this. what I'm wondering this game i mean honestly it being on more systems is better though i mean it's you know a good oh, God, chance yeah. for people to experience yeah. it and i mean i do think the switch is kind of the natural choice for this but it's hard to argue with the game being available for more people mm -hmm. yeah and it, it, we don't really know anything about the visual or performance differences if there are any between the various versions um you know it, it may be worth playing on ps5 and xbox series if they're really putting a lot of effort into differentiating the, di the different ports visually. But if not, I mean, look, I played it on Wii U and it looked <laughs> great there. And it looked great there. It looked more than good enough for the kind of game it is there. And uh, performance was strong. You know, it was, it was stable. So kind of like Steve said, regardless of where you choose to play it, it might fit on Switch in the portable format, maybe, with the, especially with the camera obscura. But you can't go wrong regardless of where you choose to play this and do play it and it, uh, we don't have a release date yet though just 2021 it might have some differences uh due to like in the costumes because there's right. bonus costumes there were, yes, right. costumes. Frame, yeah that there was were... samus costume and who else i forget the other one but I remember yeah uh, there was there another was, nintendo yeah. uh cost costume so obviously right. that'll probably stay in oh was it zelda okay it was zelda zelda um, okay I did a video on it for GX, and I still don't remember. Yeah, yeah Zero Suit Samus and Zelda. So could have those, and yeah, obviously those exclusive to the Switch. But then there's also like there was costumes that were considered a little too risque for Nintendo. They left in Japan, <laughs> so they could pop right. those on the other uh, platforms because I'm sure they won't care. Um, and maybe even give them their own. Like I saw somebody in the uh, live chat or patron chat saying, uh, "Have her walk around like Master Chief armor or something like that, or have her dressed up as Aloy." I love that fun. idea. That is fun. Yeah, I think an Alien costume would be cool. But yeah, of course the Nintendo costumes aren't going to be any other versions of the game. I don't um, think the Nintendo costumes will be in the Switch version of the game, to be honest. Yeah, I wonder uh, about that. Not. Yeah, that could, that could be the case. I left it in the Bayonetta, so... It depends on what they do for the... Well, yeah, but didn't Nintendo publish Bayonetta 1 and 2 on Switch? True. 
Yeah, this is, I mean, Nintendo is clearly not involved in the publishing of this version, so I wonder if they revoked Koei Tecmo's rights to use their their character costumes. But who knows? I mean, I'd be happy if they did get platform-specific character costumes, but I also think this is going to be one of those releases where they're just trying to get it out the door onto other consoles to see if there's an extended audience for it, and they're not going to worry about paying whatever money they'd have to pay to license those costumes. Yeah. I want to see the do well and we get remasters or at least a collection of the first four games. I would love that. This series really does deserve more love. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to report on this, just to let everybody know if you have any interest in the kind of game this is, it's coming to everything. So play it, especially if you're a survival horror fan. It's great. If you love Japanese horror, you have to play this. Um, yeah. Real quick, I saw someone in our YouTube chat asking about the Hello Kitty behind me. Uh, it's actually just my wife's All Might Hello Kitty figure that I popped up for a stream yesterday and forgot to put it away. So there you go. <laughs> no no significance to what we're reporting on today. <laughs> to answer uh, the question of you, Narukami, in our live audience patron chat, what's the protagonist in, in this game, the assist trophy in Smash? Yeah, her name's Yuri Kozukata, and she is the assist trophy in Smash Ultimate. And yeah, that's the connection there. So uh, yeah, and using the camera obscura, actually using it in that game is super fun, and you'll you'll definitely get why the assist trophy works the way it does. Um, but before we move on to the next news story, we do have a couple more super chats. <laughs> we first have, we have five Canadian dollars from Bongo Lover, as always, of course, saying Square Enix forgot to reveal Final Fantasy 16 collaborating with the Danimals brand. All the FF characters will drink Danimals yogurt. Square Enix, yeah. that one's free. I mean, I don't want to speak for Bongo Lover, but that that idea is free, and I think it's a, it's a <laughs> slam dunk, so... You should I mean, be it worked with cup noodles. I think I think yeah. it could work here. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly, if you can do it with right? cup noodles. You can do it with uh, you can do it with animals. It's way easier. <laughs> it makes exactly. a lot do it with sense. animals. Thank you so much, <laughs> Bongo lover. And we also have a 17 Danish crone donation from Pika Link 91 saying, "I yelled at my screen by the reveal of Project Zero. Yeah. That, of course, being the Japanese name for Fatal Frame. And yeah, I, nice to hear from a fellow Fatal Frame fan that really that series deserves so much more love. And uh, I'm glad." Pink Peak Link 91, you know how great it is. And thank you so much for the donation. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and move on to our second story, uh, which is another uh, about another E3 game reveal. So, Guardians of the Galaxy. We might all be tired of hearing about it because it, well, it did take up like 25 minutes of Square Enix's incredibly disappointing E3 presentation. <laughs> but as we found out in the E3 Direct, uh, it is also coming to Switch. And at the time, uh, I know we were all kind of surprised by how good the Switch version seemed to look, uh, at least compared to platform parity with other platforms. And it turns out there's a reason for that, and that is because it's cloud-based. So, yeah, I think, Steve, you mentioned something about this during our direct reaction, right, that you thought... Yeah, I, w- I was saying that, that it looked far too good to be running on the Switch. Because yeah. and it turns out yeah. I was right, it's running on probably a PC somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. I gotta yeah. say, I get that the cloud game thing works really well on the Switch in Japan, uh, and I don't think it's a viable option here. I've tried multiple different cloud games, and I'm not saying I've tried Japanese cloud games because I totally understand that those will not work well here in the <laughs> states because that is a long distance to travel uh, to uh, to play a game remotely, but. I've tried Control, I've tried a few other uh, US-based cloud games, and they're just not a good fit. They don't work very well, they're laggy, Uh, there's often a queue to get into the game. You're buying game time instead of the game itself, which 
uh, like is yeah, <laughs> probably yeah. the worst. Mm-hmm. Like if you think Stadia's model of making you buy cloud games is bad, try paying a shitload <laughs> of money to rent them. Like, yeah. what the hell? That is awful. Mm-hmm. Like, you go in and you're like, well, I think I can beat this game in 13 hours, so I'm going to buy that much. I mean, that's no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Like, yeah. I don't think that no. would have flown in the 90s, let alone today. Like, <laughs> I, I just find the monetization <laughs> models bad. I find that when you do play them, they don't work well to begin with. American internet, as I've said so many times on this show, is so scattershot in terms of quality. That it's like, depending on where you are, you might just not have good enough. Like, my brother lives in Washington State. And when you hear that, you'd think, okay, you know, not backwater, not a not a bad place to live, probably has decent internet. He can't play this shit at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He can't even download updates. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, it's just America's internet infrastructure is so bad and so all over the place that cloud yeah, games out here are just a bad idea. In Japan, you can get internet that we would qualify as like best in class $300 a month stuff for like the equivalent of $20 you know yeah. so yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense yeah. to me cloud versions can just fuck off into space like I don't I don't have any <laughs> kind of things to say about this idea <laughs> into the clouds yeah it, fuck yeah, off yeah. into the cloud they came from um it is just yeah it's it's if you're gonna play guardians of the galaxy Literally any other way, including Stadia, is a better way to do it than the Switch Cloud version. Not a bad game. Doesn't look bad. Just this is a really tone-deaf way to, to get it on the Switch. Yeah, and... Yeah. and I guess it was like an afterthought. On, kind of. I guess that they just kind of want to maximize the audience in the lowest effort way possible, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, on, to- on top of that, related, uh, there is no physical version planned for the Switch. So if you do want to play Guardians of the Galaxy... I mean... Probably gonna want to. Yeah, I mean, a little upset. They sold me a box as well. Yeah, I was about to say, what kind of box? What kind of gut check is going to Best Buy buying Guardians of the Galaxy on Switch (laughs) and finding out it's like a game time code? Like you don't, you buy it and you still don't own it. Even (laughs) they're just like, oh, well, we, your aunt bought you three hours of Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, and then after your time's up, your game box just spontaneously combusts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I suspect that the that the size of the audience who wants to play this game but only owns a Switch is probably relatively small. So hopefully, the impact on this game's potential audience is you know kept to a relative minimum. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a huge deal. Yeah, but I I would certainly much rather play this on PS5 or Xbox. uh, Yeah, you know, in general. I just, like, I get that it's a lot more work, but if you want to release a game on the Switch, just make it for the Switch. Like, mm-hmm. we, we yeah. it's just not a viable concept here in the States to to do cloud games on the Switch. It, it just isn't. The, right. I mean, even discounting, like, because I have great internet and cloud games don't work well for me because the Switch puts these weird limitations on how much bandwidth it can use. So it's like your right. Switch operates yeah. at a quarter of your internet speed at home anyway, because Nintendo was right. like... The internet's a joke. Nobody wants fast internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have I a, a little bit more. I could this game performing well if they had just done like a uh, you know like a low res port because you know games like Doom and Doom Eternal are you know they're doing fairly well on Switch despite yeah, yeah you know maybe not thinking they would. I, I yeah. wonder if maybe <laughs> if maybe they have cold feet because of what happened with Avengers and they just don't want to put all their put too much you know development energy time and money into a switch version of this game because they were scared off by adventures 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and real quick, just to answer a question from Edward in our YouTube chat, uh, cloud versions of games, to the best of my knowledge, do not require Nintendo Switch Online to play. Right. Like, you, as long as you have right. Wi Fi at home, <laughs> they'll work. Because it doesn't use any of NSO's features. I mean, you know, any of the three features NSO has. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, related to, uh, well, Guardians of the Galaxy, there's also been an interview with the Washington Post with the game's dev team. Basically, just kind of uh, summing summing up the fact that this game's de de development process has been helped out by the fact that they're only having Star Lord playable, and the fact that they uh, are keeping it to a single player narrative driven game where you can only play as Star Lord has helped keep development on track throughout the pandemic, and helps explain IDOS Montreal's confidence in the October 2021 release date. Which I know I said during our reaction that it's a bummer considering the team dynamic of guardians of the galaxy and how cool each member is that you can't play as them. But at the same time, if they have their vision for the game set from, you know, set from the beginning, they know what they wanted to make and it helped them keep things on track throughout the pandemic. I can also see the argument for, for making it, you know, based on star Lord only, or at least based it's, around a, it's an interesting concept because you're not yeah. just star Lord. You're the commander of a team. And right. in the midst of combat, you have these call outs. You have to make sure that, you know, your your members aren't getting upset with one another. Uh, something you do might, you know, like when they throw a rocket across that chasm and he gets mad. Uh, they do that telltale style thing where it's like, oh, he's going to remember that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a unique approach to something like this. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing yeah. how it plays out. Plus, if it does well, that's perfect. That's perfectly that's perfect for how you expand it for the next game. Hey, all of a sudden more characters are playable this time around. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I like the idea that they're that they're keeping the focus of this game tight because I feel like Avengers tried to do too many things all at once. Right. Mm -hmm. And as a result, it did none of them well, whereas they've got, you know, one playable character. And honestly, games don't have to all be smash ultimate. You can have one character <laughs> and have it be a damn good game. You know, Mario's yeah. proof of that. Mm. Uh, Zelda's proof of that. I, I just feel like uh, they're doing the right thing by not getting over ambitious with this one. And just yeah. making sure that they do this one character really well and make the action feel good. And then, like uh, like you guys were saying, you know, if if, a, if this does well and a sequel comes out, that's when you expand the roster, you know? Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and I can definitely see, I, I can get why people might be disappointed is not getting to play as Drax, Gamora, and Groot. Because these are obviously characters who are beloved and very cool in their own light, in their own right, separate from Star-Lord. But... I do think at the end of the day, making the game as good as it can be is what counts, of course, especially after what happened with Avengers. And as Steve said, it's kind of too large scattershot approach and tr trying to do too much, which made the whole thing implode. So, yeah, you know, I, it, I, it, they did take too long with it on the Square Enix presentation. And that kind of at the time left a sour note in my mouth. But I am looking forward to checking this out. I like the Guardians movies. I like the characters, you know, and, and what we saw looked pretty good. Amazing, maybe not, but pretty good. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this uh, yeah. how this develops. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, let's go ahead and get our next news story up on screen. And this was uh, actually revealed in the Direct, um, or during the Direct, but uh, something which is good to kind of reiterate for everybody. So let's go ahead and do that. And that is that Mario Golf Super Rush is going to be getting uh, additional characters and courses via free post-launch updates, much like Animal Crossing, I guess, uh, how that's And Mario happening. Tennis. And Mario yeah, Tennis, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're they're keeping that going with Mario Golf Super Rush, and these will be free updates. Not too much to talk about here. Just a just a cool yeah. bit of news for those of you looking we forward. Can get, to we can get our good this. boy Chain Chop on the on the 
Golf course. <laughs> oh yeah, this, this is typical Nintendo behavior, and I mean that in the best possible way this time around. Like this is yeah. they this is what they've been doing. I I love the fact that Nintendo is taking these uh these titles and supporting them with free DLC. I mean, cuz I don't want to buy more characters for golf. I don't want to buy more tennis characters. I'll buy more Smash yeah. characters, but um you know, or I'll pay for triple A DLC like Breath of the Wild had no problem buying the expansion pass for that. Pokemon, I'm fine with that too. But these smaller franchises of theirs, I like that they, hey, here's a free update. Hey, here's some more characters. It keeps you coming back to a game that you probably would otherwise put down quite a bit sooner. And I think mm. it's smart. Right. And it seems like the starting level of content here is going to be a little bit more robust than <laughs> what we got with Mario Tennis Aces, which I think is what kind of hurt that game in the long run. Though mm-hmm. so I'm more optimistic with this approach uh, with Mario Golf. Yeah, Mario I mean, Golf I, looks incredible yeah. so far. Right off and, the and bat, just, having uh, New Donk City as an extra level. Like, that's, that's cool. so great. That immediately makes that. you want to play it more. But we well, really it's just like, it's funny how much I, I don't really care about Mario Golf, but I'm so consistently interested in what I'm seeing from this one specifically. Like, I played the original with my dad and, and had a great time. But but beyond that, I, you know, I played that with him because he loves actual golf and I love video games and we we're able to, like, meet halfway up on that. But otherwise, I really wouldn't play much Mario Golf. But as I've said... Speed golf, and now the uh, what they showed in the uh, Treehouse Live yesterday of story mode and the boss fights. You get to fight a Moltres looking monster, like a <laughs> nice. giant flaming bird monster with golf balls. That's awesome! Like, mm-hmm. what that's so weird and so very Mario Golf esque. And I think it's that side, that arcadey side of the game, that is going to really pull me in here. I, I, I will say, I like Turtle Anton's idea in the uh, YouTube chat. Uh, Mario Party is the one who needs free D- free DLC now. Wouldn't that yes. be amazing if <laughs> yes. they added more classic awards? Oh man, I that I, stuff yeah. I would pay for. I will say I yeah. went right out and pre-ordered uh, Mario Party like Superstars. the day it got announced. Yeah, Mario Party can't wait. I, I can't yeah. remember the name can't to wait. save my life, but I definitely put my money down <laughs> for it already. Uh, I also pre-ordered <laughs> WarioWare, of course. Um, Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I pre-ordered Kakarot for my for my son because he called it out. So I'm rewarded for that one. Um, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah you know, I I would like to see that happen with Mario Party Superstars because as Nico Bra in our live audience chat mentions, it needs more boards. I mean, we the game's not even out yet, and I already feel like five boards just isn't enough. And I think that's how many Super Mario Party had. And it was four. Uh, four, oh, four. Mario four. Party okay, had so four. Yeah, they're also that. very small. So yeah. the fact that these are recreations make them a little bit bigger and make them have a little bit more. And the the sixty four entries all I think they all had five each, uh, not to say that doesn't feel small, um, right? Yeah, I, I think that I was going to look that up because I'm pretty sure that um, they didn't have that many boards either. So, yes. right. And as as one one two points out, why not have six boards, two from each game? I mean, yeah, considering the fact that the That's boards ideal. are specifically pulled from Mario Party one, two, and three, it does seem like a bit odd that they're not just pulling two from each game. But either way, this is still the most excited i've been about a mario party game in god i don't know how long in in years and years and years my biggest request for mario party superstars is that i that they add in the costumes for mario party 2 as an update because they're not in there and i'm so sad about it i mean there's so many costumes (laughs) from their other sports games but just make those costumes at points too yeah we were talking about that during the reaction during the treehouse reaction brandon about how as, as much as we love what they're pulling together for this game, it does feel a bit streamlined. Like they're taking, they're stripping some of yes. the personality from each individual game out in order to make it work in a collection context. And I get why 
But I agree. Mm-hmm. I want to see those costumes. I completely agree with you. Nice. Since you guys did watch that, did you notice if the um, uh, I, I have not had a chance to check that segment out on Treehouse. Uh, one, is it 20 coins for a star or are they yes. keeping it more like Super Mario Party? It was 20 it's coins. 20. Okay, so yes. they're not shrinking the stages either. Cool. It is just legit based off that. The God. game format yeah. went right back to classic Mario Party. Though I oh, think thank cars, God. no riding together in cars or any shit like yeah. that. It's just straight up Mario Party. I believe, though, that uh, first, second, and third place get coins uh, for mini games, which I think is actually better than just one person I getting money. Too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. No, me too. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, before we move on to the next news story, we do have a uh, $5 super chat from Grantles saying, we need a Mario American football game and it's sponsored by the NFL. <laughs> that would go. be wild. I don't even know what that would look like. Um, Mario gets a concussion. Yeah. They deny treatment. <laughs> He's still forced to play. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you know, just, yeah. just injecting uh, yeah, a little yeah. NFL into Mario. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, real yeah, quick, just as a nice little aside because this is this is a nice quality of life improvement uh Luxcar pointed out that and it's been made made a point of on twitter that uh the mushroom game from classic n64 is uh helping oh, yeah. the, the, like for colorblind we saw that uh, yeah the, with the patterns their textures patterns. and patterns yeah i, I love really that. cool smart, such a thing. subtle accessibility feature too Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's really also one other accessibility feature that would uh, we should mention, and that's that uh, online games with your friends can be stopped, saved, and played later. Yeah, uh, I was, I was which is awesome. so forward thinking for a game like this. Yeah, and button controls for all games, as Dit Arms Fourth Birthday Today points out in By the, the live audience chat. I, button I controls have for to all point games. this out. Did you guys know uh, Dit Arms or Ditto M, as he's known, runs the <laughs> gaming stuff that aged well Twitter? No, oh, I didn't know, know that. that. Oh, that, really? Yeah, I didn't either. Wow. <laughs> uh, until until right. that account, he's like going to promote myself here and tweet it, retweeted his personal account. I was like, he's been here all along. Wow, I didn't know <laughs> that. I had no idea. He's researching Whoa. RWs. Well, Ditto, um, thank you for, for, uh, for sharing and posting that clip of me perfectly predicting the switch reveal trailer because i had completely forgotten about that and that was a really nice thing to be reminded of that i that i got right yeah yeah i i saw that he also got me for one with uh when i called byleth uh which i was like i didn't even remember i did oh nice (laughs) i was like we're getting fire emblem but nintendo's disappointing so it'll be byleth (laughs) well you were right so i mean there's a formula people um Real quick, I, I did want to call out that our good friend uh, Lady Pelvic is in the chat tonight, too, on the YouTube oh, side. Hey, and she had yeah. said WarioWare hype and hell yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I am I'm looking so forward to both Mario Party and WarioWare multiplayer streams as soon as those games come out, because mm-hmm. that will be a damn fun time. So look yeah. forward to those on the channel whenever we get our hands on those games, you know, like in months from now. But yeah, this right. really needed Clearly these. The hype police are coming for, for either Yeah, exactly. You got two hype, Steve, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna bust your door right down. Now, good lord! Yeah, hype police! You're too excited. We're gonna take exactly. you now. I well, think there was um, too much of an absence of this kind of experience on Switch, so I'm glad that I we're uh, getting a one-two punch with Mario Party and WarioWare, and not a one-two Switch. I'm so excited! I, know <laughs> yeah, not, thank God. I really like. I, I have been missing. I don't think I realized how much I missed WarioWare and had missed WarioWare until I saw that trailer for Get It Together, and I'm like, man. I'm really, really excited about this. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Real quick, because it's relevant to what we're talking about. Uh, 
Renan Alves with a uh, Brazilian Real or 10 Brazilian Real donation says Mario Party Superstars is the first Nintendo first party game that has Brazilian Portuguese as a language option. Now the community is using the hashtag Nintendo Brazil to ask oh, for more games that with awesome. uh, Brazilian That's Portuguese. Really cool. That is awesome. That's fantastic. I'm, so happy for you like that is yes especially because you know what they weren't even brazil wasn't even getting uh nintendo products for a while so getting that even more love that's awesome right that's really really cool that makes me really happy just to hear that thank you for letting us know about that and i will definitely tweet in support of that and more people can play games in their native language the better as far as i'm concerned absolutely mm-hmm. yeah no I, I think that's really yeah. cool so thank you for sharing that information uh read on all this that's really great and i hope that hashtag leads to more nintendo games being published with uh portuguese brazilian as well so yeah that's really cool all right well uh let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next news story uh for which i think the phrase we tech those takes on a whole new meaning now so of course the big smash reveal uh for the nintendo direct was Tekken's Kazuya Mishima joining the roster uh, as the fifth uh, fighter in the uh, Fighter's Pass Volume 2. And we now know that uh, the presentation, Sakurai's presentation on Kazuya, is going to be happening on June 28th at 7 a.m. God damn it, these 7 a.m. presentations. (laughs) And um, it is also there uh, that Sakurai will reveal Kazuya's release date, which I'm guessing will probably be that day. Yeah, I'm going to say, if if they're doing this presentation at, at... That that early in the morning, it is yeah. absolutely coming out that night. Or yeah, what is that's what I think. A, Can we get a boss battle thing again? That would be cool. Maybe yeah. maybe that week at the very least. I think he said he wanted to keep that specific to Sephiroth though, because Sephiroth is like a final boss. Like a you know he's he kind of stands oh, apart right. as a yeah. yeah. Whereas Kazuya is yeah. like the face of the series, but like part of the time he's like a, a villain, and part of the time he's not. So well, mm-hmm. well I mean. Because it's, I, I have not played a lot of Tekken, but it's Heihachi is the father of Kazuya, and Kazuya is the father of Jin, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of volcano dumping that goes on between at yeah. least Heihachi and, and Kazuya. Um, and it turns out a whole lot of people can use devil mode. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then right. what, isn't Heihachi's father in Tekken 7? And he has like Jin a... Pachi. Jin Pachi. Yeah, and he has Jin like a Pachi, demon yeah. mode of his own that's... Oh my god, how is this how these old dudes still alive? <laughs> I know, right? Um uh also in, in addition to the fact that we know when it's gonna happen, uh Nintendo of America on their Twitter did specify that this presentation is gonna be roughly forty minutes long, which tracks, and will not include any reveals for Challenger Pack eleven. So yeah, we're we're gonna be waiting a few more months to find out who the final fighter is. Um I I will predict right now that one of the me the me costumes since we already got Heihachi back mm-hmm. is going to be um uh Jin. Lloyd. Oh Jin, oh maybe. I was going to say th- Lloyd since we have we don't have oh, yeah. fighters. Lloyd, Lloyd too. probably will be one. Yeah. 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 Lloyd will be at this point too. I just Can we get like a Matt Man or something? Oh, Klonoa have be awesome. Yeah. No, Klonoa should be the full conversion me outfit. We haven't gotten one of those in a while. Ooh, that'd be fun. That would be cool. What would you make him? Gunner? Brawler? I think I think Brawler for for Klonoa. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's hard because he throws. has the wind bullet though, which is kind of a shot attack. So I guess you could make an oh, argument for being gunner, but at the same time, I think it's you could equally make a gunner and brawler argument for Klonoa. It's kind of hard. Yeah, because he also does have that physical element of like you know inflating enemies and jumping off of them, right? So right. Just give us both. Yeah, just give us both, right? <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I, I was, uh, I said this on Twitter yesterday, but I, I've been reflecting on, on this announcement and while in the moment, and I'm sure you could see in my reaction, you know, in, in our video that I was kind of muted in, in, at the moment, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I guess the more I reflect on it, the more hype I am about this Tekken obviously deserves the honors. It is the marquee 3d fighting game series. Uh, you know, Kazuya may not be my personal favorite Tekken character, but he is one of the faces of the series. And I think it's cool that now, now you have Ryu and Ken and Terry representing, you know, the best of 2D fighting games. And now you've got Kazuya representing I, 3D fighting games in the fighting game. I'm, I almost feel sad that Akira is only in a uh, cis trophy now from uh, True. Yeah. Fighter. Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. I did, however, love, uh, I saw a tweet from someone that said, I can't believe Nintendo made this relevant again. And it was a screenshot of Street Fighter Cross Tekken with Ryu and Mega Man versus uh, Kazuya and Pac-Man. I was like, oh, yeah. Damn. I, I saw the the, the Doofenshmirtz meme uh, where it's like, um, if if I if I had a nickel uh, for every time uh, Ryu, Ken, Mega Man, and uh, Kazuya have appeared in the same together same game together, I'd only have two nickels, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is weird that it happened so many times, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jet Set in the live audience patron chat saying Ash throwing shade at Mortal Kombat. No, not at all. I just don't even consider Mortal Kombat part of the Smash conversation because of, you know, what Mortal Kombat is. And Pac-Man, sorry. I mean, and, and Mortal Kombat would lose the lifeblood of that if you right. added it to, to Smash, right? Well, and MK11 itself was banned in Japan due to, you know, the excessive gore and such. So it's just, that's just I know something that. we're going to see mm. in Smash. But, well, I mean, look. Mortal Kombat obviously is iconic. I think Street Fighter is the definitive 2D fighting game series. I think there's no argument there. But Mortal Kombat it's, certainly is its own has its own entry in the history of 2D fighting. No if doubt. If I had gotten a choice for 3D fighters, uh, I would have went with Bandai's other series, Soul Calibur, because uh, I prefer that oh. personally. But um, Soul Calibur, would you, no, it is what it is. Go with, uh, I mean, who would you go with from that? Like, I, I'm guessing Nightmare. Uh, give us a villain. I, Nightmare would probably make sense. Uh, my favorite character in, in Soul Calibur is Keelik, so Bias would just say Keelik. He's yeah. got a bow staff. That's all I want. I love Keelik. Right. I love staff users, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, would, um, I mean, she's not the face of the series at all, but she, like my favorite character to play in Soul Calibur is Talum, and so I would have been happy to see Talum. Talum's great. Yeah. Yeah. From Soul Calibur, but she's not. She's yeah, not important, like, you know, uh, Sophitia or Nightmare or Siegfried or whatever are. I just want Cervantes because he's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want someone who looks reasonably like Elvis Presley with nunchucks. Maxie's my other main, so I'd be down with that. There you go. <laughs> I have uh... weird, like, drumming on you with the nunchucks move that I've never quite understood. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that doesn't yeah. seem like it'd hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'd get Ivy or Voldo. <laughs> no, this game's for oh, good man. boys. Girls. Oh, man, imagine Voldo and Smash. Oh, I, uh... I remember in Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast, they had, for no apparent reason, a tool where you could uh, swap out the characters in the intro with anyone you want. And so I just made it all Voldo, and it was the oh, most God. unsettling thing to watch. Because, like, all oh, of a sudden, you had, like, a beautiful woman like Ivy or something. It was just Voldo uh -huh. like, touching himself. <laughs> it was God. Terrible. I, I gotta say, it'd be it kind of would be really funny if the last character was Ryu Hayabusa, just because that would technically get us another a dead or alive character represented in this. Oh, that's, that's true. true. I feel like I can't see them ending in Hayabusa though. I, no. I would have loved to have him in, especially the eight bit version, but oh, I just God. don't yeah. see it happening. No, 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 industry insider John Cartwright is with me on that. It's a Breath of the Wild two character. I, I feel okay. like that's oh. I can see that. 
it is it is simultaneously the best and the worst thing that they could do. <laughs> yeah, it, I would yeah. be all for that personally. There's not enough Zelda rep in Smash Brothers. Yeah, but what if it's Link again? What if it's just Link with that shaggy would, I, hair I and mean, a weird yeah. arm? Here's the thing, be a little upset. Depending on what they do with that, uh, our new Ganondorf, that could be Ganondorf, and just manipulate um, Dry Malice, Bones Ganon. Yeah, Dry Bones <laughs> right. Ganon, Dry Ganon. I mean, I've been saying that I, I feel like either Urbosa or Mifa would be awesome. I'd love to have one of them in Smash, but I think you know, it, getting a Breath of the Wild one character at this point probably doesn't make any more sense. Although I still think that they both would fit really well. Um, but yeah, it could be a Breath of the Wild 2 trailer or a character. That could be how they wrap everything up. I mean, fuck, it could be Waluigi. I hope. I could see but... them getting away with doing a uh, like a multi-character, kind of like Pokemon Trainer, that's all four mm-hmm. champions with an alt costume for the New Age champions. Right. So you'd run into an issue with Sidon since he's so much taller than Mifa. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, this, this mean, is all speculation anyway, because it's obviously going to be Sora still. Sora's going to be the big fun. Oh, yeah. There's also the that Sakurai just uses this as his, like, fuck you, I'm out move. And he's like, I just put a regular old car into Smash. Uh-huh. It's a Datsun from Forza. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got the... Uh, Smash. That'd just be like the Daytona <laughs> USA in right. Fighters Mega... Fighters right, Mega that's Mix. true. The Fighters Mega Mix, yeah, character having... Yeah, that's oh, funny. that'd be so good. I would, I would love um, it if Sakurai ended by putting himself in Smash. He's like... Me My too. up air kills hilarious. everyone on the screen, no matter where they are. Every move yeah. I does does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no Potato Samurai. The, 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 the one argument I have against it being something from Breath of the Wild 2 is that I Nintendo has been, unless Nintendo starts opening up way more, like they don't even that's want to give the title away. True. It might be too yeah. early for them to reveal true. that sort of thing. That's actually I true. think that's the big thing really against Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could say Metroid because of Dread, but I don't think they're going to like, Unless we get Emmy, I don't think we're going to get any of the characters from that. Right. Yeah, it's going to be, gonna be a wild character. <laughs> if it truly is the the final character, I mean, and we know from Fighters Pass Volume One that may not matter. They did end Fighters Pass Volume One with Violet after four really hyped third party characters. So it doesn't mean that they. It has to be some sort of some specific kind of character just because it's the last one. But if it really is the last one for Smash Ultimate, period, forever in general. You'd think it would have to have something to set, set it apart, some sort of distinction. Here's here like it'll be another Nintendo character because we the, this the again we're reading into patterns and mismatch, which right. is never a good idea. But we did mm-hmm. go Nintendo third party, Nintendo third party, or no, Nintendo third party, third party, Nintendo, right, third party. So um, we're due for we got three and three potentially. <laughs> I right. hope that no matter who it is, that it's somebody Sakurai immensely wanted to put in the game. Only because yeah, th- it could be his last yeah. act as yeah. the creator of Smash Brothers. He might not yeah. do the next one. <laughs> Maybe Nintendo Rest. will give him a free space Very and just like, all right, we pick these five, you choose that's, the last. That's one. my hope yeah. is that whoever the final character that would be nice for Smash is is somebody he got to decide on. I love that. I, I hope so too. I love that idea. Um, Becca's live in our live audience chat says, uh, "I was just disappointed because it wasn't more female representation." I'm excited for people who really like him, and that's a completely fair take. There certainly has not been uh, enough female representation or especially person of color representation in the Smash roster. And so I completely agree with you. I think where we're Tekken, you know, you uh, get in trouble Tekken is the fact that most of the faces of that series are men, if not all of them, really. There, there are characters like Xiaoyu, but Nina and, and, and Anna, but they're not really the face faces of Tekken. So eh, I think Nina got a, a spinoff. She did get her own spinoff. Great game, yeah. but she did right. get a spinoff. Um, yep. But yeah, I hear you, and yeah. at least we did just get Tyra and Mithra, so at least sure. there there was that, and Min Min earlier in the 
pass. True. What were you saying, Steve? Uh, no, I was going to say, you know how I know I'm tired? I saw Brandon's wife wow. walk in the frame, and I instinctively like looked behind me. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? Here? Like, why, why is my wife here? That's not even my house. I hear that. My <laughs> dinner uh, showed up unexpectedly. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, all right. Well, before we move on, we do have a ten dollar uh, donation from Goron Amber saying, "I'm hoping that the next trailer starts where Kazuya is ended. He turns around after dropping Kirby into the lava, and Doom guys there waiting for him." Oh man! Possibly cool. Doom Guy or Master Chief finishing the fight. People love to say Master Chief finishes the fight as the final, you know, character splash card reveal, which does make a certain degree of sense. So we'll see what happens. But I'm, I know yeah. we're all looking forward to finding out. You know, oh how man! This all Master Chief, culminates. Sparta kicking Kazuya off the cliff. Oh god, <laughs> would fit yeah. so well. That's funny. not that I, that's going to happen. I, I firmly believe it won't. But no. My my last guess on this is uh, a Smash series rep. Because there's no, like, Smash original oh, fighter. Like Master Hand or something. Or oh, man. Or Taboo. Yeah, close oh, Please not Taboo. Original fighter for Smash. That'd that would be, be fucking hype. I would love it. People After would, all yeah. these characters, Smash Buy gets it. its own OC. <laughs> I'd be like, all right. Uh-huh. Well played. Right. People would Deserves riot. It. But I agree. Be a little bit I'll be honest. but It's deserved. But, yeah, well, I really, it's weird. We've never really had a, a Smash character reveal in this context before, knowing that it is the, not only the last character, apparently, but also, as you said, Steve, the last Smash game Sakurai might ever work on. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of lasts with this upcoming character, and we've never really been in that position before, so we'll see what happens. Hell yeah. Uh, but let's go ahead and find the way forward to our next news <laughs> well story. Well done. Let's get, thank wow. you. So, uh, something that, of course, a lot of people are really hyped about from the Nintendo Direct is Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. And it has since been revealed that uh, Nintendo's development partner on the game is WayForward. And well, it's actually kind of funny how that shook out, because I, I remember specifically mentioning uh, during our reaction how the character portraits, the way they yeah. move, reminded me of Shantae 4 and 5. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. So it's kind of cool how that worked out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, um, I'm oh, happy for Remember him. back I mean, then when they had that that treehouse presentation for a new way forward game and it ended up being Bakugan. Oh yes, yeah, I do. People God, why? my bones? Like, oh, that. we're so sorry about this. Here you go. Yeah. Have advanced uh, wars. I, I wonder how that conversation went. <laughs> this probably does help make up for that. I think you know, people. Yeah. Advanced wars isn't really my jam, but I know how much people truly love it. And advanced wars fans haven't had anything they haven't had any bones thrown to them for years and years and years and finally this is happening you, and you know yeah what? so i would say that makes up for bakugan not not to throw any shade on way forward i'm happy they're doing this they make nothing but good games in my opinion except for bakugan um but <laughs> uh i'm i'm honestly a little bit surprised that chucklefish didn't get the nod for this one just because oh, war groove mm-hmm. was so similar oh. to advance wars and yeah, i almost thought point. that that was that's their true. kind of way of making an overture to nintendo being like look we could recreate your franchises. Um, I, I think maybe this it could be that uh, Way Forward just has a bit more. Oh, certainly. I would. Budget. I was going to say, I, I will concede that Chucklefish is a much smaller, much more indie feeling developer. Uh, Way Forward right. is, is definitely significantly more established in the game. I believe this is also being like put out there for 60 bucks. So, yeah, I was going to say this. This has a. Uh, I, I, I imagine that this is a higher budget title than most of WayForward's other games. Not not to cast, again, dispersions on WayForward, but 
they, they got to be getting some Nintendo money for this. Yeah, th- this feels like on the same level as uh, when they did the uh, remake of Boy and the Blob. Because that got a physical oh, right. release and was about that. Mm-hmm. a bit more done with, so... Yeah, I, I'm. I think they're super excited for the folks there, I, and I'm jealous that Ash no longer works there because I'd be like, "Yo, I know, take your phone, let's <laughs> show me what know, they right? got." And, and yeah, you know, the, uh, the reels. Well, if I did work there, I wouldn't be on TNT ever at all because the drive uh, one way was an hour, so it was like a two hour commute every day oh, going there and back. Wow. And I didn't get back until like eight p.m. every day uh, from work. So, as, as much as I loved Way Forward and it was great being there, I would not be able to be here doing Good Vibes Gaming and TNT with you guys if that were the case. So, well, it all their loss is our gain. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, related to Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2, uh, Wario64 reminds us via the Amazon product page that it is going to have online play uh, for up to four players. Though we don't know if that extends to the co-op mode that they talked about it. We're not really sure if it's just head-to-head. So. Yeah, I know. That would be really nice. My uh, my friend uh, Nick, who I talk about frequently because we game every Thursday night, this uh-huh. would 100% be his jam. And I would, I would love oh, to yeah. actually play it online with him uh, when nice. it comes out. Yeah. yeah. For for me, I just, yeah, this unfortunately just, you know, I, I love FF Tactics. I love Front Mission 3. Like, I love very specific tactics games, but Advanced Wars, I played the first little bit and never really grabbed me. So this isn't really my jam, but I know that I'm so many people, like your friend Nick, is going to be... You what? I'm excited to get back to this one, because I have the first... I, I only picked up... I picked up a few Advanced Wars games, so I never got too far in any of them. Um, the first... I got the first Advanced Wars, I got DS, and then I got Days of Ruin, and... Uh, um, what I played is it feels like a turn-based almost RTS. Just reminded me a little bit of Command Conquer at the time, but I, I, I like what they were doing there. The, the the it had a unique style that I enjoyed. Um, so this feels like an opportunity for me to finally get back there and see kind of what I missed out on. And nice. the, the stories are kept simple. You know, you're not going to get Fire Emblem story type things. It's like uh, it's like ah, darn you! Like you're the like, rival people, and it's like I don't. From what I experienced, not a lot of stakes in this one, but mm-hmm. it's fun. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of Advanced Wars, uh, we do have a $4.99 super chat from Dark B. Andy uh, asking, what unique mechanics and innovation does Advanced Wars have over Fire Emblem? And I'm, I, I'm afraid to say I'm not sure if any of us on this panel today are qualified to answer that the, as such. The biggest thing is it's all about your COs uh, because okay. your units are all, um, you know, you can build more as, as in certain maps um and each one has like 10 power and each unit is good against another unit so you have like you know rock paper scissors mechanics that type of thing as well but as those units get attacked they lose units so you might lose you know take six damage and you lose six of your soldiers so they're only doing four units worth of damage so you got to sort of manage how much you're getting hit and whatnot so you have supply drops you have that there's a bit more to manage with fire emblem than than with fire emblem but you also don't have to worry about permanently losing a unit Plus, each CO has their own unique ability that change that uh, changes the flow of battle in some way. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, no joke, Dark B Andy. If if you want like a, a taster of what that's like, try out Wargroove by Chucklefish. It is exactly the same from a mechanics perspective. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I think it's on Game Pass, right? If you have an Xbox, it's, it's on Game Pass. It's on Switch. Yeah. It's pretty cheap now. I think it's like ten dollars or something. Uh, nice. But yeah, it's on Game Pass. It's on PC. It's literally everywhere. Um, but it's it's definitely kind of like a Advance Wars Light or something to mm-hmm. that effect. Uh, mm-hmm. It it everything Derek described is in that game. Uh, although I kind of prefer the setting of Advance Wars. 
Mm-hmm. Or, or Famicom Wars, as it's called <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. you know, I hate to bring this back to Smash Brothers, but I, <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot since this conversation started. And if we wanted one last Nintendo rep, uh, I feel like there's a big hole in Advance Wars for as long as its we, history is. We did have an assist trophy. It didn't come back, but... Yeah, there is so That's why trophy. I was thinking about that. Uh-uh, no, I'm putting my foot down. You cannot tell me that an Advance Wars character gets in before a Rhythm Heaven character. Uh-uh. Can't. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't, don't they, do this to they're me. They're not re-releasing Rhythm yeah. Heaven, so... I know. Hey, yeah. next year. Next year. I've, 2022 will be the year of Rhythm Heaven on Switch. Probably not. But damn it, I would be so salty. You know what, though? We got WarioWare, so anything's possible. That's what I'm thinking. I think that because, obviously, between the two, WarioWare and Rhythm Heaven, WarioWare is the higher priority. But now that WarioWare is a thing, maybe Rhythm Heaven can I think think that Nintendo is embracing this kind of uh, TikTok strategy where on the big years they release their main IPs, you know, Mario, Zelda, Splatoon now, I guess, is a main IP mario kart things like that and then on those off years they they run smaller projects like WarioWare. like and, and i hate to call metroid dread a smaller project but it's very clear that it's a game that's easier to put together than say prime 4 right, right uh right. it requires fewer development resources though i i will call it right now that i will probably enjoy dread far more than prime 4 just because probably. i traditionally <laughs> enjoy 2d metroids more um but I think that I think they're, they're running these smaller projects. And I, I bet that at some point, if if Rhythm Heaven ever comes to Switch, I think it'll come in 2023. I think 2022 is going to be another, like, AAA year for Nintendo. Well, they have, like, needed to fill in a slot during, like, the Clubhouse <laughs> Games type thing, where it's like, eh, well, put it out in June or May. Yeah, like, know, I, never, I never really thought about it. I never really thought about it like this, but it actually, you know what? Rhythm Heaven is too hyped for the Switch. You need the Switch Pro to be out first. That's a good point. Wow. <laughs> Rhythm Heaven is too hyped for, for the regular-ass Switch, man. We need the Switch Pro before we That's can get the it. launch title. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think we've we've chatted about this long enough, so let's go ahead and move on to our next news story, which has me going bananas in a good way. Let's nice. get, that up, that, get that up on screen. My God. All right. So, hey, you know, you appreciate it, Derek. Um <laughs> So, one of my favorite games announced during the Direct, it was it was leaked technically, but announced during the Direct was Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Fuck yeah, I am so Hell excited yes. for this game. And it only gets better. So not only are we getting uh, HD remasters of the first two Super Monkey Ball games with Banana Mania, but website files uh, found in the game's web, or uh, character art files hidden within the game's website... Uh, has unveiled key art for Sonic and Tails, which makes it seem very likely that Sonic and Tails are going to be playable in Monkey Ball Banana Mania. I was praying for this because they put Sonic in Banana Blitz, and I was like, I don't want to play that one, though. (laughs) And very important, and I know especially for you, Steve, this is classic Sonic. This is fat Sonic, man. This this is classic Sonic and classic Mm. Tails in Monkey Balls. And the only thing that could have made the Monkey Ball Banana Mania announcement better is this right here. The fact that Sonic and Tails are likely going to be playable in it. I can't wait for this game, you guys. You, Dude, you know what uh, else is in here? It's not in the news story, but I saw separately. Um, I.I.'s classic design is also in the yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, really? That's awesome. yeah. I think for the digital deluxe edition. Oh, it that's cool. Be. But yeah. Nice. So. Very, very cool. Uh, and on top of that, uh, what's also neat from a, from a gameplay perspective is that there are also, uh, later in the series, they introduced jumping, which a lot of purists thought kind of ruined the core gameplay. 
And uh, it has been revealed that uh, jumping is going to be optional. So there will be an option to jump, and that does make the game a lot easier, uh, which is a great accessibility feature, I think. But it will be optional, and it will be off by default. So uh, <laughs> jumping will be in That's the game good. to make things easier, but it is not required, and you can play any way you want. And that's just one more thing that makes me so happy about this game and the fact that it exists. Hell yeah, man. I, I am yep. so hyped for this. Uh, it's really cool that it's coming out. God, it sucks that it's coming out right next to Metroid Dread. I know. I know. You know what, though? I feel like this is this is kind of tonally a perfect pairing of games. Like a heavy, oh, yeah. serious game. It's yeah. just a matter of Oh, yeah, a matter of playing like... both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, at least at least totally you have, you know, Metroid Dread, which is going to be obviously very intense and dark and, and uh, you know, and Super Monkey Ball, which is just colorful and happy and whimsical and monkeys and balls. Come on. I mean, although I would I would actually call Monkey Ball more challenging than Metroid. So there you go. Yes. Yeah, God, yeah that sure. that's, that's totally fair. Met yeah. Metroid games traditionally are not actually super difficult games. It, it really just challenges you to figure the game out. But Monkey Ball is just mm -hmm. straight up like old school arcade hard. <laughs> Which, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever made it through the even the medium challenges in Monkey Ball. Maybe I did a little bit, but got definitely not hard mode. Like, it took geez. me so long in 2001 to figure out that you were moving the floor and not the monkey. <laughs> like, I, was, <laughs> I was just like, this yeah. is so bizarre. But mm. yeah, I, I love these games. Um, you know, this is what we all hoped for when they did that uh, Monkey Ball remake. Uh, what was it? Two, three years ago now? Yes, yeah, I think yeah. two. Banana Blitz HD. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Banana Blitz. We were, I, I did not love that game. I feel bad, too, because <laughs> Sega went all out and they sent me like a crate full of foam bananas to give to people. I was like, all oh, right. Geez. But uh, it, it the game was about that game. Yeah, because it, it looked and sounded great. It was it was pleasant to experience from an audiovisual standpoint, but the, the level design just wasn't up to snuff compared to the original. Yep. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, it performed well enough for this game to happen. Yes. Yeah, that's good. I always need more Monkey Ball in my life. I, I had kind of been thinking for a while that the series just wasn't being given its fair due, uh, you know, in, in recent years. And it seems like it's finally making a resurgence. The fact that Sega's even celebrating its 20th anniversary is really cool. The fact they have even a logo for that. I just didn't know they oh, cared yeah. about Monkey Ball that much. Anymore. By the way, so... our, our good friend Rebecca Stone is in the patron chat. Uh, chat hey, Rebecca. hey, Rebecca. Hi. Glad to see you. got Rebecca and Lady Pelvic with us. This is great. Yeah, what an episode. Now yeah, we just need Jesus to drop in and go, Metroid! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, wow, you guys, $50 donation from our good friend Rob Arman X saying, wow. I love how anytime Sega brings back a classic IP with brand new visuals and music, they add Mania to the title. You know, I never thought about it that way, but you're Banana Mania. You're totally right. That is really True. cool. Hey, man, if they, if they keep so much the pushing out incredible remakes and calling a mania or, or incredible new entries to old franchises it throw mania on whatever shinobi mania <laughs> alex kid mania i don't give a fuck I, i'll play them all <laughs> yeah daytona so usa mania, mania in the daytona. oh my god oh, man, you do a daytona usa mania you need that guy back oh. to do the song absolutely let's get streets of rage mania i mean we, we've got streets of rage 4 what I mean, we got we know what the future looks like for streets of rage let's get streets of rage mania pixel you know modern pixel art you know remastered the first three games that would be sick oh um, man i would take yeah. that in a heartbeat oh seriously right but uh thank you again rob uh, rmnx for the incredible donation that's very generous of you 
Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next oh, news story. There's also which... one more uh, from Shiny Greninja for $5. Oh, says, I probably passed this part of the stream, but I want Dante for Smash just so I can say Super Smash Brothers featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Oh, right. <laughs> Fair. That sticker. Yeah. Fair. That would totally yeah. be his tagline. Dante features in the game? I don't know. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> or Dante hits the jackpot. That oh, man. The, the, yeah. trailer, there, there the trailer for Dante should just be like the box of the game. And then someone slapping that sticker on the front. Uh, the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> or instead of adding Dante to the mural art, you just add the sticker in like the, the there top you go. right. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's, yeah. They don't add Dante, they just add the Dante sticker. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm thinking this next news story might just take our breath away. So let's go ahead and get that up on screen. Ash firing on all <laughs> cylinders tonight. I'm trying, man, yeah, I'm trying. So... Um, in case you were wondering, no, don't know why you would, but just in case you were concerned that Breath of the Wild 2 does not have an official name or subtitle, it does, but Nintendo isn't ready to reveal it yet because they're afraid that it could hint at what will happen in the game. And that has caused a lot of people, at least from what I've seen, to speculate that the, the, the name might as well be Zelda, Zelda's playable in Breath of the Wild 2, or something that just basically hints at the fact that she would be playable. Um, I've seen no evidence of that whatsoever. Obviously, right, I have I the, the analysis, the, the deep dive coming in, but it's like, I'm sorry, guys. I'll say this right now. There is no evidence in there. Even like people talk about Link's long hair. That's not really new. He has long hair. It's just he does, doesn't have his braid. Yeah. Uh, hair's hair tie. So I'm not seeing where that's uh, relevant. I'm not saying it's impossible. But there's no evidence in the trailer. But I also don't know. There's a lot of possibilities for where they could go with this, just from what I've seen. It is if I, I it's been a while since I've seen a trailer so dense with possibilities. I'll put it that way. Right. This nice. game is wild. Man. <laughs> it is indeed. And I, mean, I, I love that they've shown us more like everybody wanted. They've shown us more. But what they've shown us still isn't enough for us to really figure I, out too much what's going on here. I also think that uh, folks should remember that Nintendo is historically extremely evasive with the titles of these games until close to release. Uh, yeah. For those of you that were at E3 uh, 2016, the lanyards for E3 were for Breath of the Wild, but they didn't put the subtitle on it, even though they obviously knew they were going to reveal it at the show. Right. Um, so I have. Oh, like, they this... knew at that a certain point that they was like, you know, we've probably not. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and call it anything because that'll be news. The funniest part is Breath of the Wild gives nothing away about the story of the game. Like you learn well, yeah, not the story, time. but it does. It definitely hints at the gameplay the of gameplay. it being much more wide open. I, I, yeah, but at the same time, at the same time, I think that in a in a pre twenty seventeen world, we all would have been trying to guess what the hell that meant. <laughs> like I think we all would have been sitting around this this virtual table speculating, being like. Does That's someone true. breathe on you? Like, what does it mean? <laughs> because, is like, that the Rory's wind? Like, what is it? It would definitely uh, take a while. It, it definitely took him a while to reveal Skyward Sword's uh, title as well. Like, yeah. it's always like right, maybe I mean, six months before it actually. Ocarina comes out of Time was Zelda sixty four for years before yeah. we, right. before we got that name. So it's just Nintendo does this. This is what they do with Zelda, and I'm fine with it. I mean, honest, honestly. I'm fine calling it Breath of the Wild 2. I'll probably still call it Breath of the Wild 2 after it comes out for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> Depends on that name. Right. I, the name's good. Breath of the Wilder. 
I think this game's going to have such a strong, unique identity from the first one based on what yeah. Bill Trennan said in a recent IGN interview that uh, once the name comes out and we start seeing more of a plot that uh, we're going to forget Breath of the Wild 2 real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing for me is that I, I'm, I'm already ready to go on media blackout for this game. Me I don't too. need to know more about it. Like, just... I want to buy it. Yeah, just, you know what? I'll log you into my bank account, Nintendo. Just take however much you feel you deserve <laughs> and, and send me a copy of the game. I just need <laughs> confirmation that uh, dungeons are back. And then I'll, be, then I'll, I'll go my media blackout. <laughs> oh, man. Have dungeons be. being I, back I would be so. huge. I really hope that's the case. I really want more <laughs> traditional dungeons. I've said this many times, but Divine Beasts, I get what they were going for, but it just didn't work for me in the end. I didn't hate them, but I wouldn't want to see them return. And I just, I really want to see bespoke themed dungeons. I think the problem with the with the uh, Divine Beast was that at the end of the day, interior wise, they all kind of ended up blending together. I couldn't tell you just from memory what differentiated any of any of and them they, other than their. They bosses. were all based on a singular mechanic that you could utilize using the Sheikah slate, and right. then outside of that, like you said, they all looked exactly the same. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, to be fair, They're thematically brown. it made sense. I mean, the same people built all these things. But, you know, the, yeah. I, the more I think about it from a mechanical perspective, this, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, as, as Bill Trinan likes to call it, um, it has to have something akin to dungeons because there's no way we're yeah. doing the Divine Beasts again. That would be lame. <laughs> um, you know, so you have to have something to replace those. And right. I have seen people speculating that part of the trailer appears to show like the first one of the first dun or one of the dungeons from the original Zelda. Um, I've seen cool. speculation about really like everything that time is a circle and, and Breath of the Wild 2 or, or the sequel to Breath of the Wild returns you to the beginning of the Zelda timeline somehow, <laughs> which what? I got to admit, yeah. that would be a huge mindfuck. But, that would be really cool. I'm I think that's lie. too much of a mind blow, mind yeah. screwed yeah. for with for Nintendo. Yeah. That's We've already got I, Skyward Sword. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my speculation to a limitation, just because obviously right. I work on that. Um, I will say I just need a little bit more time. I'm hoping hoping that I'll be able to get it out tomorrow. See, cool, cool. I, I'm I excited will, to hear what you got to say. I, I am yeah, too. Me too. I, I wonder how much we'll we'll agree on things. Uh, you know, if, oh, if we were Zota fans, we're, we're, we're we won't. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Exactly. That's true. Everybody has their own theory, and about... everybody's really sticks with those theories. And that's the thing. I'm not going to discount any theory. I'm just going based on what my, the evidence that I found and the what I yeah. feel like the series has um, is going has in store for us, but. There's, there's so many possibilities. There's the like... problem for me is like I'm one of those people that they could theorize about the Zelda timeline till the end of time, literally. Like I, I love the Zelda timeline. I love theorizing about the stories, the characters, the different timelines. Clearly, Nintendo aren't interested in doing that much anymore, and that's completely fine. I get that, but I, I fell into the trap of of hyping myself up over Breath of the Wild story before it came out, thinking, whoa, the different timelines. You know, this is the first time we've had a mystery with Link and who Link is. Could this be, you know, defeated Ocarina of Time Link in the Hero's Downfall timeline, and he's, you know, been been, you know, healed a hundred years later, and it's directly that wasn't the case. Obviously, none of that happened. So I'm not going to let myself believe that there's some sort of time as a circle 
and we're going to be dumped into the beginning of the original Legend of Zelda. Right. I it think that would be awesome. Feels like there's know. more plot this time, at least more setup. Yeah. So right. Yeah. So I, I will really... clarify. I don't think, uh, or the the theory that I read doesn't doesn't say we're going to get dumped into the first Zelda. They think we're going to get okay. dumped into Skyward Sword because chronologically oh. that's the first game. Right. Right. Now, Interesting. I, 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 yeah. I will say that I've started to kind of come around on the Ganon dead body theory, and that okay. I wonder if that's not Ganon. And could but, possibly be Demise. Yeah, that would be... I would love to see Demise come back. You're speaking I mean, my language right now, seeing how the hype thrusters are going right now. I love that idea so <laughs> oh, no, much. So, I don't know if that... I, I, I will... I'm not calling that guy Demise. I, I don't think that, that the corpse is Demise. I think Demise plays a part, but that is not Demise. Yeah, I, nah, I could see the corpse though. not necessarily being demise, but I feel like that because like with the with the castle raising into the sky and then kind of the malice like energy present around that corpse. I don't know, and the hand holding it down. I feel like there's demise yeah, I should say demise has a role to play. I hope so. And before the name is there might be a re- big wild. reason that like, hey, maybe we should remake Skyward Sword. Exactly. <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah, when I start true. thinking about it in those terms, I'm like, Skyward Sword coming out suddenly makes a lot of sense if yeah, uh, Demise is involved. There is also that canon manga we have for the Link before Skyward Sword that's the, the true right. beginning of the history. Mm. And to be fair, we don't know a whole lot about that. Link was in prison and they never told us why. Do you want to yeah. know why? There's some stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, we'll I love Juan's idea uh, in, the, in the live audience chat here. The Legend of Zelda. Zelda's playable. Shut the fuck up. Goodbye. I do love, I love that name. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it could be Demise of the Wild. Who knows? But Nintendo could also just troll all of us and do what they often do and call it New Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild or Legend of Zelda New Breath of the Wild. You know, they I quit. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. quit, right? I quit. I, I, I will say I have one wild idea that I, I even I discount to a degree. But I mean, if it happened, I'd be like, that's a cool twist on a classic trope of Zelda. But I can't say it yet. I'm all waiting here. I'm like, I can't spoil it the, for, before the video. But I'm not. I'm not. That's, you gotta watch the video for that. I'll if I get it done. I'll definitely talk about it in the uh, next TNT. But it'll, it'll I, clearly I, I be called the Legend of Zelda: Morning Breath of the Wild, and Link's just oh, on right. a quest to find a toothbrush. I, I jokingly threw out Exhalation of the Wild on Twitter yesterday, just because I was just like, you know, breath exhale, whatever. Um, I, all I know is. I just hope this is more story driven than Breath of the Wild One. Breath of the Wild One, great game, but I thought the story was easily the weak point. I think it'll have more setup. I don't know if it'll have more story. Yeah, right. that's that. I I feel like they're going to go to great lengths to explain why Link is not at full power. Because I definitely, after watching that trailer, I'm like, okay, they're definitely doing the trope of like, you know, fully equipped hero gets wrecked, loses everything, has to go on a quest to regain lost power. And then challenge bad guy. Well, I can say this right now. He doesn't have the Sheikah. A lot of the first game. There's half his powers gone. Yeah, I I agree. I noticed that that he seems to cast runes with that arm now. With his arm. Yeah. Instead of using. It's so cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, fuck the Sheikah slate. His arm is dope. (laughs) I like it a lot. (laughs) I like magic. And this is more magical than the kind of like technological stuff with the Sheikah slate. So that appeals to me a lot. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so hyped. I I just feel like uh I I do I did like because again there's some link between <laughs> link uh between 
the original concepts for Zelda, because originally Zelda was supposed to be a sci-fi story, like a technologically based story. And I liked that they kind of brought that back for Breath of the Wild after decades and decades. But honestly, I love everything I've seen so far. I'm my hype level for Breath of the Wild 2, whatever it's going to be called, is like a a 12 out of 10 at this point. So, (laughs) absolutely. I think all of us agree. They they could literally introduce the most out of left field stuff. They'd be like, Link finds a Yoshi for some reason, and he gets to ride Uh that around. (laughs) It wouldn't be the master cycle, so he's a Yoshi cycle now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Legend of Zelda Yoshi Safari. That's why they haven't haven't. Uh, ah, there you go. Revealed Link yet. finds the ha- super scope. It turns out he's just a normal guy with a weird fascination with Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no matter what happens, I know we're all just hyped over the moon for this game. I, you know, obviously we're all massive Zelda fans, and we're. I'm looking forward to your analysis or your deep dive. Hell yeah, man! Super excited about that. I, I will. And, but you know, uh, obviously, take your time. You know, I'll, I'll be waiting mm-hmm. in the back end for that thing to upload. <laughs> yes, yes same. yeah no i we'll see what happens i'm glad we got some more information on it but uh you know well i think we're gonna have to wait until way later in the year for anything else oh god or you know i mean maybe even yeah. depending on when in 2022 this game does drop we might even next have to year. wait until early next year for more so we'll see um but uh we do have a couple more super chats before we move on to the next story uh first alan wilkinson with two uh two pounds saying Breath of the Wild 2 name theory, Legend of Zelda, long way down. I like that. I like that a lot with, the, yeah, of course, the focus on the sky. So, yeah, we'll see. But thank you for the, for the donation, Alan. And finally, Claxon with another $4.99 donation saying, I'm guessing Legend of Zelda, Ganon's Demise. What title do each of you seriously think it will be? And my prediction has a double meaning. Yeah, I love that. I Ganon's Demise, that's, that's spicy. I like it. Yeah, um, I, I I think it's too early to hazard a guess at the title, honestly. Yeah, I, absolutely. It, it really is. I mean, I, I I would laugh if it actually did just end up being Breath of the Wild too. It won't be, but <laughs> but there, it could actually you know it could have like a sub subtitle for the Japanese version of the game that's that because we know that uh, Link Between Worlds was actually just called Triforce of the Gods two in Japan. So maybe yeah. they'll explore that with the Japanese title, but I I think uh, here in the West it'll be a completely original title. But it's a bit early to, to speculate, really, on what that could be. So I guess I'll throw out Demise of the Wild, because I really like that Demise theory. I Even if it doesn't hold water, ultimately, I just love the idea of bringing everything full circle with Demise, uh, given you know, how Skyward Sword is at the beginning of the timeline, and then Breath of the Wild is at the end of all the timelines, essentially. The, uh, the Legend so. of Zelda Ocarina of Crime. That's fine. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'm going with that. That is my favorite so That's far. That's a GTA-style so. spinoff. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, real we're... quick, Trace Hall with a $2 donation, donation okay. saying, Legend of Zelda, Link looks for a hair tie. <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you so much, everybody, for all the donations. You are all wonderful and so generous. Thank you, Trace. And, uh, yeah, we do have one more story to discuss, though. So let's go ahead and get that up on screen. And this is just really cool. When I came across this, I'm like, this is awesome. So, essentially... Microsoft is going to be bringing next-gen Xbox games, like Xbox Series X and S games, to the Xbox One via xCloud. So you're going to be able to, eventually at least, be able to stream Xbox Series X exclusive games like Starfield, for example, or Microsoft Flight Simulator to your Xbox One using xCloud, allowing Xbox One owners to experience some of those next-gen exclusive games. And I just think this is the coolest thing. And Steve, I bet you have something to say about this, don't you? Oh, hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah. xCloud 1 is... I, I talked a lot in earlier in the episode about 
game streaming and how it doesn't work well i want to be clear that that is specifically in relation to the switch unfortunately (laughs) um and and that honestly could have very little to do with the switch itself and more with just how the developers are implementing these cloud games um but i use xcloud hell a couple times a week um so what i'll usually do is if i'm uh downstairs you know away from my series x i you know i don't want to be in my room all day um right but i want to play an xbox title i'll just grab my phone and pair up my controller and play you know down on the couch on my phone or something like that um but what i think this does and 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 i say this all the time as well is giving more people a way to play a game is always a good thing um you know telling people hey look we know that one these consoles are hard to find and two that they uh that you know even if they even if you could get one maybe you just don't want to spend 400 more dollars yeah. um so you know you can you can uh, take the existing xbox you have whether that's a one a one s or even a one x and stream current gen games with it i mean i think that's that's awesome yeah. that's objectively a good thing making people you know and if you have game pass right which includes xcloud then you don't even have to buy the damn games. They're just in your subscription right. and you can play them. That is awesome, man. I am. Yeah. I mean, I have to imagine that Game Pass and, and xCloud and all that are working out insanely well for Microsoft because they are literally at this point taking away reasons to make you buy their new Xbox. They're <laughs> really just like, are. yep, you know, you don't yeah. need this. You don't Unless you this. just don't have good internet. So Yeah, if you have bad internet, you then you could still buy if an Xbox. If you want the cutting edge... If you want the cutting edge audio visual experience, of course, you're not going to get it by streaming. Uh, oh yeah, X, yeah. Xbox Series X through Xbox One. So I guess that's kind of the appeal for the for the enthusiasts who want that high end visual experience. You're going to want a Series X for your 4K TV. But right, but it, else it's coming about that closer and closer to the point where it's like the difference between buying an album and streaming it on Spotify. You know, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, right. it's not going to sound yeah. as mm-hmm. good on Spotify, but probably good enough. <laughs> like. Totally. You know, fifteen bucks versus four hundred dollars, and then a seventy dollar purchase. Like, I don't know, man. I like games, but I like money too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, look, if, if I hadn't already been convinced to get a Series X by Forza Five's uh, reveal, I would be, you know, even more excited about this. But I am going to get one. I, I have to play that at the top, at the highest end experience. Possible. Oh yeah, and, and I think but... I think the you know it differs greatly. Like folks like you, me, Derek, Brandon, where. We're going to buy the consoles if we want them, right? Well, the minute a game appeals to you enough to jump into the ecosystem, folks like us, gaming enthusiasts, like you mentioned, we're going to buy the console because we want no input lag, best possible visuals, you know. Yeah. This is kind of the stuff we live for. But for for your Madden annual purchaser, who otherwise that console (laughs) gathers dust... Mm -hmm. I those folks will probably see, oh, hey, I can keep this one S, but I can play Madden 22 on this thing, you know, with with all the better graphics without having to buy a new box. Sign me up. You know? Exactly. True. Um, mm-hmm. So I True. think you have the potential for a huge audience. And once they start putting xCloud on TVs like they have already announced they're going to. Who's going to buy? You know, I think Xbox yeah. hardware sales will dip significantly, uh, mm-hmm. but I think that xCloud subscriptions will go through the goddamn roof. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, they, you they get it as ubiquitous as like Netflix was back in the day before all the, the streaming wars. I think that's, yeah, 
Microsoft mm-hmm. is doing it the right way too. They're like, oh hey, Bethesda, you make good games. We'll buy you and <laughs> add you to our service. Yeah. I mean, they don't even license the shit. They just buy the people that make it. So right. um <laughs> I think that uh it'll be interesting though. I feel like this is a much longer game than and than any of us anticipate. I don't think I think Microsoft is gonna get their ass handed to them this generation. I think the Xbox mm-hmm. is going to be relegated to being an also ran from a hardware perspective, but I think they're mm-hmm. going to keep building up that subscriber base. And I, I would not be surprised if we only have maybe two generations at most left of Xbox hardware before they transition to a service company. And they say, Hey, look, you know, okay, no more. We're not making any more Xboxes for you guys, but we're going to keep iterating on our back end, you know, server hardware and you can fire up your PlayStation and sign into Xbox Live and play play the games over the cloud that way if you don't want to buy them at 70 bucks a pop or something. Right. I, I, I don't know that it'd be the end of their hardware because they'll probably start <laughs> releasing like xCloud streaming sticks. That's their hardware going forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I should yeah. clarify. I just mean that they're out of the traditional console game. But I think they would release something yeah. that plugs in, lets you stream. Obviously, they'll still make controllers that you can purchase. But I think as far as these four and five hundred dollar boxes, it it seems increasingly like Microsoft is trying to find their way out of that business. Mm-hmm. It does. I, I know they they made some statement recently suggesting that they are still fully committed to you know generational hardware development that they're already hard at work on the next oh yeah Xbox but, console. But of course they're going to say that anyway. That, right. Yeah, that is that's gonna, just yeah. corporate puffery, as exactly. they like to call it in court. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all got to remember Nintendo said. Oh, we're not making a new DS with cameras. What the fuck are you exactly. talking about? And then literally 24 hours later, they're like, check this out. <laughs> uh, you know, this is yeah. the, also Nintendo famously was like mobile games. Who's going to do that? Well, yeah, exactly. Nintendo, apparently. So. Right. No, so I completely agree with you. I think I think Microsoft is looking to get out of the hardware focused game. I, I have felt that way for a while, just given their incredibly divergent approach to this generation from Sony. Right. It's just it's been a completely divergent approach. And uh, with Xbox focusing primarily on the service model. So I, I do see them continuing to go that way. And yeah, I'm in full agreement with you, Steve. But either way, this is great news for Xbox One owners, I think. Yep, agreed. Um, well, that does bring us to the end of the show. We do have one more Super Chat, though, uh, from 112 with a $2 donation asking for our thoughts on Rockman XZ Time Rift. And I've not I, heard of it. Yeah, so there, there's a reason for that. And I don't really have too many thoughts on it because it is another mobile game focused primarily on the Chinese market. Uh, there are oh. no plans. In fact, this game has apparently uh, has been a thing that has existed as a concept for like a year, but no news came out about it, and it's still in development, and there are no plans for a console or PC release, let, av- let alone avail- availability outside of China. So it's just such a drop in the bucket where Mega Man knows uh, news is concerned. But to give you all a little bit of background, the developer is a mobile company named Nebula Joy. Um, it's apparently going to be a 2D action RPG with a predominant focus on a single-player console-like experience. Um, they also just made the recently released Devil May Cry Pillar of Combat. So I think they are currently working on an English version of, of Pillar of Combat, uh, as well as making this Rockman XZ Time Rift thing. It is going to incorporate optional online PvP modes, and uh, there's going to be a small selection of playable characters in the game. Um Obviously, the the name is pretty interesting, just given you know what this could mean. Rockman XZ Time Rift is it obviously suggests that there will be some sort of 
timey-wimey stuff bringing together <laughs> characters from the X and Zero series, which is exciting. If you know your Mega Man lore like I do, on its nose, that sounds pretty exciting. But because this is a mobile game, it's focused only on the Chinese market. The, even the beta that's going to be happening uh, later this year, I guess, or next year, uh, is China only. So it's just hard to really care about it, much like Rockman X Dive. In theory, I care about it, but until it comes you know, to a platform I can play it on in a territory I can play it in, it's hard to care very much. So those are my thoughts. Um, yeah. You guys have anything else to add to that? Uh, not really. Not really. I mean, it, it's, you know, a mobile game focused only in China. I've said <laughs> this before, like about the Pikmin beta. Yeah. Mm. I'm not Taiwanese. I can't access it. So therefore, I don't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I do love the logo. I, I like that it. we see the Rockman X, uh, like, design of the logo in the Zero style, that it kind of meshes the two together. And yeah, I, I'm interested in a just like of course i'm interested as a Mega Man fan but because i'm not going to be able to play this you know I, I can wait to find out what it is and more than anything i still just want the next console release you know where's x9 come on come on battle network collection x9 <laughs> you know but anyway that does bring us to the end of today's show and uh brandon voice of god miracle thank you as always for joining us again and again and hanging out with us i'm <laughs> shocked we haven't driven you crazy yet but because you are, have been with us uh, today, I do want to give you a chance to plug, uh, you know, plug yourself on the internet. Where, where can our amazing audience find you, man? You can find me on YouTube at Breakroom Arcade. You can find me on Twitter at Merrileaf underscore, as well as Twitch at Merrileaf. Uh, and as I usually say, occasionally right here on GBG. <laughs> a little bit more often recently. <laughs> yeah, more than occasionally. Yeah. You've already done so much incredible work for us already, man. And we just, you know, we you are an eternal best friend of GBG, and we love having you on whenever, man. So thank you for joining us again. <laughs> of course. And uh, yeah, but uh, as always, we are at the end of the show, but we do have to give a very special thank you to all of our patrons at the producer level and above, because without you, this show would not be happening. We wouldn't be bringing you the show three times a week and hanging out with you guys and having a great time with all of you. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts to all of our producers for helping to make this show happen. But as always, we do, of course, have an extra special thank you in store for all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those awesome, wonderful, fine folks include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Etienne O'Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Echo Carroll, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Emerald, Azran127, Kinrule09, Pagrima, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Showmix, Andrew Medeiros, Oram M, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deanith, Kota, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hoobie, Wolf X Blake, Moon Macarons, Ascaron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Ravelox, 
Synchrolord, Brainchild, Rosa Pardo Bowling. Hi, Mom. Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Skullkid Tiger, AJB Cool, Lizica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Darik, Jeff Ed, Ray Clawson Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Mega Conrad, Hulkamaniac55, and finally, our newest executive producer, Chibi J. Thank you all so Yay. much for your incredible Yay. support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you are interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can head out find us on patreon.com slash gbgaming, where you can check out all of our various tiers, ranging from $1 all the way up to $400 if you want to sponsor TNT. But if you just want to be uh, in our Discord server, that's just $1 a month. Uh, if you want to join our live audience tier, where you interact with us and our special guests during TNT three times a week, that's just 5 bucks a month. So uh, check us out over there. But even if you can't support us on Patreon and you can just support us here, that's fine. If you like and subscribe, it would mean the world to us. Every little bit truly does help. Uh, and also, we do have uh, Today's News Tonight available in an audio-only podcast format on all of your favorite podcast services throughout the world. So uh, if you like consuming content that way, we are available for free on every major podcast service. But with that said, we will see you all for episode 99 uh, this coming Friday. So wow. thank you so much again, everybody. And until then, good night and good vibes. Later. Bye, everyone. See ya.